Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Samut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good evening, Mr. Prano. Good evening. You know, I've I've changed my nickname. I'm no longer Joey No Chill Prano. What are you? I'm Joey headlining Bridgeport Stress Factory Thursday, June 27th, Prano. You are mocking comedians who do that on their Twitter feeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With while also plugging your show, while also mentioning out of the gate because I know no one sticks around for plugs that I will be headlining the Stress Factory on June twenty seventh with former guest of the show Crystal Marie as my feature. Ah. Nice. Actually, her titties will be featuring for me, but her, she will also be there. You can say that because she's cool with it. She loves it. That's I like know. That's like her yeah. thing. She was literally, I was like, you think she can get some people out? She's like, my titties will get people out. I was like, yeah. She has wonderful breasts. Remember we, when we met her? I think it was Wyatt, was it Thyssen, right? Who was like, or was that another kid? It was It was a Canadian young dirtball. a Canadian. You would know him because he was all about you. You periscope. He was all in your periscope when you were stuck in four or five traffic. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Oh, this is bad. We don't what? remember. Yeah, I forget his name. He would always call me dad, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was like 13 or 14. Now he's probably legal. That's what's yeah. so crazy. I know. It's nuts. That was 2015. Yeah. So uh, come out to Bridgeport Stress Factory next Thursday. Tickets, yeah. uh, link in my bio. Link in bio. Is it, how dumb is that though when people change their Twitter name to like their fucking show dates? Like it's I pretty mean, lame. Listen, I am I will aggressively self promote when the time is calls for it, but like what's worse, your team's record in your bio or your show dates in your bio in your in your name? Sorry, your name. Team record. Team record. At least at least you're a comedian. You got a show going on. You're performing. When you're like. Cowboys, nine and seven, kill yourself. <laughs> like when, I mean, he doesn't really mean it. When football season hits, yeah. Oh boy, I've seen I've seen baseball people do it. Like I've got like I saw a guy Yankees like forty seven and twenty five today. I'm like Jesus guy, unbelievable. Well, I also don't like when people have their high school and college graduation. White people, I'm talking to you. What, shout their, out to oh, their graduation date. Shout out to at things they're for like, white people. Like UHS yeah. 21. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares when you're graduating with that liberal arts degree. Well, you know who cares? Stanga, because he uses that to find you. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just, you're just like a frog meme, but then you have like UHS 21. Next thing you know, Stanga's like in your homeroom. He's like, so you, you thought Joey No Chill should kill himself, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. But sometimes I do wonder what I would have done had I had social media like we have now when I was in high school, when I was in college. Well, that's that's my joke about like my perfect tweet at 15, you know, because they got they got what's his name, uh, 
DiVincenzo. The Kelly, the Kelly Kapowski? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to eat a fruit roll-up out of Kelly Kapowski's butt. Would be like, that would be my Van Gogh. That'd be like my masterpiece. That'd be like a Da Vinci tweet for me when I was 15. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm actually glad we didn't have that shit. All we had was AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. But that was lit, bro. Yeah. Back in the what day. What was your away message? Some fucking quote. I can remember coming back from uh I feel like I feel like Andy Ruther's like college away message, like taking a dump back in thirty five. No, I didn't have an away message. By the time I got to college, I didn't care about it. Yeah. I was too busy being a frat boy, bro. I was such a I was such a bro. Just like in the social room smashing beers. Dude, I would I would think Leave I was Leave me a message, but I probably won't get back to you. I got lit one time at the library. At the library, people were so stu- classic. People were studying for finals, and it worked out freshman year that all my finals were on Monday, or I had them maybe the previous week. Basically, everybody had it Monday through Friday, so I got them all out of the way. So I was getting real drunk that Monday, and then I said, "Let's go to the library and mess with people to study." Did you ever have sex in the library? No, that was a thing. Jerked off though. That was jerked off in the library. Yeah, like. Because you were like studying and needed to jerk off. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. There, so there was uh, like a thing, you know, like have sex in the library. Yeah. I had sex in my college library. I never checked out a book from my college library, and I never studied in it once. Wow, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I would go. There'd be like group meetings and rooms, and like you had to do whatever. I had to like whatever. I never once checked a book at the library. Never once sat down alone and studied in the library. Did have sex in the library. Now, was your library... Mic drop on you, Lehigh University, who literally just sent me a thing asking for money to which I wanted to send my bank statement and be like, fuck you, you You gotta pay me. You should. St. Louis U does it. Dude, I'm still paying back my college loan. It's 2019, I graduated 2005. When they send me shit, I'm just like, this is repulsive. How long do you have to pay off your student loan? I'll probably have a couple more years. I chose the most basic plan. Yeah. Do you want to pay a month? No. $176. <laughs> but it, and you have been forever. But it's a fixed. Yeah. I mean, it's literally my interest rate is, I think, 2.25%. It was fixed that low. So, All you had to do was send them 176 bucks a month forever. Yeah, forever. But I'm, I'm going to handle that. That's on my to-do list of like, just knock this shit out. You should get it down to $176 and then stop. Like, get your last pay, Like, cut it off before your last payment. <laughs> it's like, fuck you guys. But it's interesting that you bring up having sex in the library. Now, our big library, what was it? The St. Pius Library, you know, it's a Catholic school. There were so many bathrooms. Like Andy it- Cream Pius. How did, how did you not do that? <laughs> Andy St. Cream Pius. You got to bring up the cream pie thing real quick. The other day, that was a classic raunchy Rutherism at the worst time, and I didn't even realize oh, oh, what I was Boston doing. Cream. Well, I mean, Boston cream pie is a thing. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a thing. You said Boston cream pie, but you were definitely thinking cream pie Andy, but Boston cream pie is a thing. It's just not a donut type. We were like ordering donuts, blah, blah, blah. Andy goes, give me a Boston cream pie. There's a thing called Boston cream pie, right? I think there's. I think that's like a pie. Then what's the donut called that has Boston cream? Boston cream, and I called it a Boston cream pie. Yeah, and you just looked at me like, "Yo, bro," it's like old cream pie, Andy. That ain't what it's about. This is what happens when when basketball ends. 
And we're now just about to start NBA free agency. NFL is on the horizon. We're in the middle of baseball. Yeah. This is how we start off these shows. It, this is like this is generally one of the two dead times of the year. The other one's like right after football ends before the NBA really starts yeah. rollicking along. Yeah. No, I agree. But NBA free agency is popping. NBA free agency is like I mean, it's about to pop. Yeah, it hasn't popped, but like teams are already we already know yeah. what's gonna go down for some teams. Teams are already wheeling and dealing. Obviously we talked to Anthony Davis last episode. We uh we have some trades, we have some guys saying they're not gonna sign back with their team or demanding you know, monies that they thought they, they think their teams won't pay, you know, not picking up their options, such and such and such and such. RIP the Boston Celtics. Good. Fuck them. So this is the latest on the Celtics. Al Horford is opting out. Opting out, correct. Of guaranteed $30 million. Right. Say, I'm done. He's probably going to you know, go somewhere else. He is going somewhere else. Uh, the latest report that I read... Now, now, he hasn't admitted he's going somewhere else, but basically the thing is he's going to be looking for a four-year deal and... and the Celtics have made it known that they're not giving him one. Yeah. By the way, quick update. Yeah. I, I popped in quickly and Into looked the at the comments. Benangi again. Travis Watt was the Canadian kid. That's Travis it. Travis Watt. Who used to call you dad. Travis Watt. So shout out to Dude, Travis Watt. Shout out to Wyatt Thyssen, by the way, who I sent. Uh, uh, he's a St. Louis dirtball, I think. Yeah. He's a big blues fan. I always confuse him and Travis Watt. Wyatt Watt, one letter off. So I called him my son on the signing I did. That was for you, Travis. He's probably an adult now and no longer my son. You guys go pick up girls together. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You go from like dirt balls. He, like- should, he should definitely come down from Canada to see Crystal Marie feature for me in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. She's single now. Probably fuck him. <laughs> I'm just saying... Travis, if you were going to travel to the United States of America, this would be the time to do it. Poor Crystal. What? Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, she'll, she'll fuck him. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I know. She doesn't. Uh, but back to the Celtics. Yeah, he's often out. He's looking for somewhere else. Also, I saw the latest report from Kyrie Irving is that he has ghosted the Boston Celtics executives. Yeah. Kyrie, we knew Kyrie was gone, right? Yeah. He wasn't happy with how it played out last year, which is hilarious. Um, I mean, when we say rip Boston Celtics, when you say that, you're sort of saying rip Boston Celtics as we know it in terms of their personnel. No Kyrie, no Horford. But, like, could the Celtics be better next year without Kyrie and Horford? Well, Horford's an interesting, maybe with Kyrie. Excuse me. Horford was kind of the heart and soul of that team the last sure, few years. Sure, but he's also making a ton of money. He is maybe worth that money in terms of his leadership. Sure. But is he actually worth that money in terms of what he brings to the floor in actual statistical value? Probably not. So 13 points, 6 rebounds, whatever he is a game, 7 rebounds, probably not. They can make that up. Now, I, I get it. Chemistry is a big part of it. My point is, with Brad Stevens being the coach he is, with Brad Stevens sort of excelling in the past without a star, um, obviously Horford not a star, no doubt about it. He's a loss for them. But at the at the cost, like the Celtics were what? The four seed this year? The three seed? Yeah. Like, there were about, four. How about this? 
they lost in the second round. Like it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Celtics go further next year. But who are they getting is the question. I don't know. I mean, Tatum. Tatum Tatum took a step. Obviously, the whole Kyrie Kyrie is a a addition by subtraction. I know, and obviously Tatum took a step back in development. So did Rozier. You could maybe argue even so did Jalen Brown. Like all these guys who played so well the year before, almost took a step back. So there is the argument that they could improve again. But Rozier's gotten too. Right. That's just going to be a new look team. Yeah, and and I'm not sure. Like I think that they could be. I don't know if they will be better, but I think that they could be better very soon. Yeah. In terms of like what what, what was their peak? Now, obviously, they played a game seven against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, so might be hard to get back there within a couple of years. But like with Brad Stevens, it is Boston. Like, yes, uh, I, there. I'm sure there's something to a lot of guys not wanting to play in Boston. Like Boston fans can say whatever they want. But players are leaving, guys. People don't want to be there. But I think that they could turn it around relatively quickly. I still am a Brad Stevens fan. Yeah, he's a good coach. Well, Mike Conley Jr. was traded today to the Jazz. You don't seem to care about this whatsoever. You're like, I wasn't even going to put it on the rundown. Well, I just think Mike Conley Jr. is one of the most over... I know know we have these contracts, but overpaid... Overpaid, yeah. Like, my argument is, I didn't want to put this. Up, I didn't care enough to put this in the rundown because, to me, Mike Conley Jr. What is he doing to the Jazz? He significantly improves the Jazz. You think he does? Yeah. Over and, over Ricky Rubio. Yes, I think he significantly improves the Jazz. See, I don't in the short term, um, because he's a far better player than Ricky Rubio. He is costing a lot more. And he is aging, and it won't be. This is not a long term solution to them by any means. But you also have to think about the fact that next year might be the most wide open the NBA as a whole is since I don't know when. Like, how far back do we have to go to go in and go, like, I literally don't know who the conference finalists will be? Could you, could you say with 100% certainty? One of the four conference finalists? I can't. I can't say with 100% certainty. The closest... I'd lean towards... Well, there's a lot of factors right now. The closest, I would say, is probably the Bucks. I was just going to say Milwaukee. But even that, Chris Middleton opting out. Yeah. Not not that, you know, if... They could fill him. Right. That but, role. But listen, look, the, the Sixers played a game... Seven against the Raptors. The Raptors went on to win it all. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibilities sure. that the Sixers draw the Bucks next year. Like, that would be the, the, the strongest. I mean, maybe second to me would be the Lakers with just having two of the top five players um, in the league. But I can't say with 100% certainty. I mean, going into the season, we basically got with 100% certainty, you know, the the Warriors were there every fucking year. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. That's actually a really good question. Because you knew back in the Eastern Conference days, whoever LeBron was on yeah. when and he joined the Heat. I'm trying to think pre-Heat. You always knew pre-Heat. The Spurs. Celtics. Lakers. 
those years. But so, so I think the Jazz seeing sort of a you know this this momentary thing where a lot of teams don't know what the fuck their strategy is right now. The Rockets are moving on from Chris Paul. The Rockets are offering Capella to the Celtics, reportedly. Uh, Steven Adams on the trading block and Roberson. And, like, what's going on with the Rockets? Apparently, there's Chris Paul, James Harden beef, to which I will say we talk about overpaid. I think Chris Paul might be the single most overpaid player in the NBA based on what his actual value is at this point in his career. And his style of play. What do we think about James Harden commenting on his man boobs? That, I think that was a f- fake story. It was Barry McCockner. That's why I'm making the joke. Okay. But didn't like Skip get... Skip Bayless said it live on Undisputed. Yeah. Um, so win, So a big win for McCockner. Yeah. Good job, Barry. I'll have to have him back on to talk about this. Um, look, the Rock... like. I actually don't mind the Rockets moving on from Chris Paul. Now, who they're convincing to take Chris Paul, I don't know. I hope, and again, I'm not a Lakers fan by any means. I am a LeBron James fan. I hope that the Lakers do not go sniffing around the Chris Paul contract because that would just be reckless. Chris Paul. They can't afford him. Well, but if teams are fucking willing to like do a deal and yeah. restructure and blah blah, like if the Rockets want to get rid of Chris Paul, if they're like committed to getting rid of Chris Paul, there's gonna have to be some sort of thing because I don't know what teams are just gonna take Chris Paul for what he's getting paid. Will this affect his status as a State Farm spokesperson? Probably not. I'm just saying, him and James Harden, it went from you know his twin brother Cliff. Yeah. And then they got they 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 axed Who Cliff. Beef. He had beef with Cliff. They 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 killed him actually. Yeah. I don't know if you know if a State Farm agent hid the body. Right. This is all. It was Oscar Nunez. Yeah. <laughs> he went from the office to because all of them are rapists and murderers. Yeah. Oscar came over the wall and he killed Cliff Paul. We need the wall to save the Pauls. <laughs> save the Pauls with a wall. So Oscar Nunez first he raped him, then he killed him. I heard it was almost like the scene from uh, Goodfellas also where they lifted the trunk and Cliff was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to finish him off. They had to finish him off with the t-shirt cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how will this affect James Harden? This is what's interesting. James Harden and Chris Paul have had beef. Now have they had beef when they're filming commercials too? They have to have, right? Right? Yeah, maybe it started on the on the thing. Like Chris Paul was like, I want to be the one that bl- burns the kitchen down with Chinese food. And Harden's like, no, 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 man. This is my big moment. This is my. Yeah. You've had 25 State Farm commercials. Yeah. He's like, Chris, Chris was like, but I'm going to do it. And James Harden was like, <laughs> slid out of the. <laughs> I wonder how many takes those guys do. Yeah. When athletes have to act, like how many takes are they doing for that? I mean, when you watch those commercials, I'm going to say not very many. And they're just going, we got it. It's fine. We'll make it work. We'll fix it in post. You say that. And then I wonder how. Somebody like Oscar Nunez, if they get mad as an actor that they're working with these guys who aren't trained in their field. I think Oscar Nunez is happy to get a paycheck for being like, he's like the 11th lead on the office. But wasn't everybody the 11th lead on the office? Yeah. 
That show holds some fucking weight. We saw in the we saw in the Stanley Cup final, man. I've watched exactly two episodes of The Office ever. Maybe. You know what? I watched well, I've watched a fair amount, but on my flight from Cincinnati to Houston, Houston to LA, my like I watched a lot of The Office. And Creed 2. And Creed 2 was hot garbage. Uh, I can't even imagine sitting down to watch Creed, Creed The first Creed was all right. Creed 2. all right. The first Creed was all right. I said had, all right. It's not, such a boner for yeah, Creed. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Creed 2 was just, come on, guys. What are we doing here? Yeah. I'm sure there's another one, right? There, Creed with threes in it. Three Creed, Three Furious. It's actually going to be, uh, well, you need to watch Creed 2. It's going to be Michael B. Jordan's uh, deaf baby is going to become a boxer. Oh, does he have a deaf baby in Creed 2? Because his girl's deaf, remember? Right. And so they the, have a deaf baby. She has hereditary deafness. Yeah. So By the way, check out my new rap album, Hereditary Deafness. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great rap album. Right? Hereditary deafness. No, no, A. Hereditary deafness. That's some that's some shit you used to see on 106 in Park. Pro- like, I feel like there's already a rap album called Hereditary Deafness. Yeah. It's like the other day when I tweeted, this is like a couple months ago, I tweeted, somebody has to have rhymed LaCroix with your boy, right? Yeah. And somebody was like, there's 11 rappers named LaCroix boy. I'm like. Did you ever watch BET back in the day? Yeah. Like Rap City. 106, 106 in Park. Park. You know, you know the dude from 106 in Park, AJ is like Entertainment Tonight or some shit now? I don't okay. like that. You, you got to be 106 in Park forever. 106 in Park for life. Yeah. Check it out. We're dropping Climax's new album, Hereditary Deafness. Is there a rapper named Climax? I don't know. There should be. Two X's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a K. <laughs> <laughs> Joey No Chill, Hereditary Deafness. You'd be a great manager for rappers, I've just decided. Right? You know the name, you know the gimmick. You'd also be a contributor. Yeah. You should just come a rap. Ditch yeah. what you're doing now. I'm like, have you thought about rhyming your boy with LaCroix? Because that shit is fire. You should just go patrol the streets at Compton. I've been trying to get rap. I've been trying to fucking get in the rap management game for years. I wish Doug Ray would listen to my artistic fucking advice. I'm like, stop writing fucking love songs. Start Rhyming hardcore raps. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. Nothing against Doug Ray. You need to get a black dude. You need to like, here's what you need to do. I got it all figured out right now. You need to get the caddy working again. Hop in the caddy. Roll down the streets of... Compton. Compton. Inglewood. Long Beach, Inglewood. Crenshaw. You know, the, the more black areas of LA. You'll attract dudes out to your car. Yeah. Because They're like, get out. I'm like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you take it, I am here signing rappers. Because also, not only do you have the good creative ideas, what helps you is you're Italian. Yeah. Black dudes love Italians. Yeah. Say your dad came from Italy, make up some lies that you're connected to the mob. Boom, we got it all figured out. I'm going to be like, hear me out. An entire album dedicated to LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan. Boom, fire. That shit would sell. Yeah, get Maverick Carter on board. Yeah. We got this all figured out. Hit up your boy Tug, get Maverick's number. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I talked to Tug Coker today. How's Tug doing? He's ready to come back on the show and uh, have a little talk with you. Oh, what happened now? He said Joe has twisted some facts around. Okay, what about what? About the... Uh, Tiger tracker? Tug tracker? The text discussion that we had. Okay. 
The, I don't want to speak for him because I think he's going to get annoyed. Okay. What was the conversation? I love. To, are you our go-between now? So the whole weekend we're on a three-way text. You guys are arguing with each other. I'm just in the middle, like the fucking scared child of two divorcing parents. And now he's just texting you directly. No, he called me. It was about something else. At Chug was mentioned. He he called me. At Dad was mentioned. He called me about something else. Okay. And uh, then we laughed. It was all in good fun. About, and I said, and I said, welcome to my world. I said, I love Prano. I got five hundred thirty episodes of this. He loves the twist facts around. That's his. That's his move at times. You guys were arguing about the Lakers trade. He said that he never said it was a bad trade. All he said was that. He would have, if he's the Pelicans GM, he would have liked to seen Kuzma in that deal. And then he came back later on in the text, and he said, "Now that I've thought about it, the two picks, the two draft picks besides the one this year, are going to be worse first rounders." Yeah, he was. He said that they didn't get he, he quote unquote Tug said, "You only get to trade AD once." So he's basically playing both sides of the fence. He's like, I love the trade for both teams, but also you only can trade AD once. I mean, I it's not like I have to like misreport the facts here. I have a text thread. That's fine. We'll get Tug back on. He's he's disappointed. You're you're heading out of town, and he will also be out of town on a family vacation. Right. So he he can't come to uh, speak for himself. And he also you know he also chided me a little, and, and I get it. He chided me about the uh, the golf stuff and Tiger. With the, he was upset because I said he needed a cattle prod just to tweet about golf this past weekend. Well, he was more directed towards me, but he said that, yeah, just because he's not tweeting doesn't mean he's not watching. Right. And that I need to get over my problems. And he's right. I'm actually going to agree with Tug. I do need to get over my problems with the ESPN coverage of Tiger. I need to go uh, frozen and just let it go. But that's fine. How did we get on this case? I don't know. Because we were talking about uh, The Office and Tug was on The Office. No, I don't know. I don't know how we got on this kick. Already on to the second beer tonight. You got a flight. I am traveling. Red eye to New York. So let's get lit. Why are you heading to New York? Do you have a show or something? I do. You I do? Have a, I have a bunch of shows. You can see them all on my website, JoePrano.com. Or if you wanted to see me headline doing between 45 minutes and an hour, you could always come to the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut on Thursday, June 27th. Yeah. Beautiful club. You know, uh, famous for uh, being where Pete Davidson walked out because Vinnie Brand, the owner, mentioned Kate Beckinsale and Ariana Grande. Ooh, I have not. I have not you, know about this story. You don't know about this story? No, fill me in. It was a whole misunderstanding, apparently, but he walked and left the sold-out crowd there because... His security told Vinny, who's a fantastic guy. Wait, hold on, a, a, hold and, on a second. Let's let's back it up. Yeah, Pete Davidson has security. Yeah, yeah. His security told Vinny to tell the crowd not to yell out Kate Beckinsale or Ariana Grande. So he went up and he did that, and then Pete Davidson walked and said, "Like, why would you bring that up? You weren't supposed to do time with that." Blah 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 blah. And apparently, Vinny Vinny has said like it was just a misunderstanding. His security told me one thing, and then he was pissed off that I did it. To which it's like, "Hey, man, you're a comic. Talk to the fucking owner and MC." But I have told Vinny that I demand 
that he tell the crowd to yell out Kate Beckinsale and Ariana Grande when I'm on stage. Yeah. So come to the Stress Factory in Bridgeport and yell Ariana Grande. That's an interesting thing, though, for Pete Davidson because you're dating these women. You're engaged to Ariana Grande, and you expect nobody to talk about it. Like, like I'm, I'm just, I'm not taking a side here. I'm just kind of talking out loud about it. Uh, I am taking a side. Fuck Pete Davidson. Vinny Brand is a fantastic guy. He treats comics with nothing but respect. His clubs are great, and he makes comics feel welcome. He does everything. He's a great host. He gets the he gets the crowd going. A lot of times, owners are not great hosts. Yeah, he's a great comic. And uh, you're saying he's uh, he's no Howard Hughes from Phoenix. No, he's no Howard Hughes. He's a great comic. He is a, he does a fantastic job hosting and he treats comics with respect and he takes care of people. And if anything, it was a misunderstanding. And I'm totally on Vinny's side. He would never do anything to fucking make a show worse for somebody or embarrass somebody or do anything like that. So, no, but just I'm not even talking about him. I'm just saying in general, like. Pete doesn't expect people to talk about these high-profile women that he's dated. Yeah, that's I, what I, that's what I'm just I, trying to figure out. I guess out. like yell it out, but like, don't. Here's a tip for anybody that's ever doing anything in performance: if there's something you don't want the crowd to yell out, just don't mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah. worst thing you can do is be like, don't you know? Mention, don't yell this out. Yeah. No, I I agree. Shout out to. Was that Bo Blaha? Yeah, I see that. Shout out to Bo Blaha, who just sent me plain emoji beer emoji in my Venmo, at Joe Prano on Venmo. Yeah, a lot of people want you to get drunk. It's, it's, Happy it's, to get drunk. Now, the only problem with me getting drunk right now is I haven't packed. Yeah, well. So, spinning lobster me in my back. Yeah. You got one of my suitcases over there. You, you, you're, you'll be fine, Joe. Yeah, I know. You have the gigantic su- suitcase. I said I got to borrow a suitcase. Costco, for, bro. For reasons we can't discuss. Costco. But you have the giant one, and I'm like, fuck it. My thing, the, the big suitcase, when you when I check my luggage, by the way, this will be the first time I've checked a bag in a decade. Okay. That I've checked a bag, because I never take, I always take carry-on. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck it. I get a free bag, and it's like, I think it's, I think my flight home, it's like thirty dollars for your first bag. So fuck it. I'm gonna go big. Packing a bag that you can check to me is like pe- going on a going on a road trip in the car. I might, I might bring my snowboard. Who knows? Maybe it snows. Who can say? Definitely bring my wetsuit. Now, will you be catching any Mets games while you're home? I will, Andy. I'm glad you asked that. The last, I. Fun fact, the Mets are out of town the entire time that I'm there, except for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the final three days that I'm there. Unfortunately, Friday, Saturday, I'll be featuring for Gilbert Gottfried. That's not unfortunately. At the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut, after headlining there on Thursday. Yeah. And so Sunday, the plan is to go to the Mets-Braves game, Sunday, June 30th. I don't have my tickets yet, but I'll tell you where I'm going to look to get them, Andy. Where's that? SeatGeek. That's right, Joe. SeatGeek. I love about SeatGeek is it'll show you exactly where you're going to sit, which will lead us into another story we're going to talk about soon. So you'll know exactly what nets to avoid at the ballpark at City Field. Because That's right. We're getting overtaken. Forget the wall, guys. We're getting overtaken with nets everywhere. Uh, excuse me. SeatGeek probably love that. They do love that. Guys, 
SeatGeek, the number one app for our show. It's the only app you should use when you're going to any live event that sports, monster truck rallies, Women's World Cup in France. Comedy shows like Joe's headlining at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. You name it, guys. And best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase purchase and yes joe i am getting very annoyed with major league baseball uh this is a major problem the chicago white Sox have now decided they are going to extend the nets from foul pole to foul pole so here's the thing this is this is a fucking problem well here here's my opinion on it let the fucking white Sox or any other team do whatever the fuck they want if they want to ruin their fan experience, let them ruin their fan experience. I find it highly offensive. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I've argued with people on my Twitter. I've argued with people on the Dirty Slides Twitter. What are people – now, let me hop in here. What are people who are for it? What are they arguing? They're arguing that balls are coming at such a fast speed and people are going to get hurt and it's just a matter of time until somebody dies and blah, blah, blah. My response would be this, and I could be wrong. Were balls coming at different speeds 10 years ago? Yeah, slightly, but I think it's a combination of this. Here's why I think it is it is dangerous now. Slightly faster, slightly, okay, and... People paying less attention. Yeah. The cell phones. So get off your goddamn the babies. phone. babies. Like, there was a time that you did not see babies at sporting events. Well, yeah, that's a great point. You did not see point. small kids. Leave now, your fucking kids at home. And, and, and here's the other thing. So I had an argument with a guy on Dirty Slides, and at the end he goes, so I should just pay, I should just pay attention every second I'm at the ballpark or else get a foul ball to the face? I was like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Also, definitely pay attention whenever you're driving. I, I was just you know, going to bring that up. Uh, be careful while walking on wet floors. Look both ways before crossing the street. It's like have a sense of personal responsibility. Now, I did learn something, and I actually checked the majority of the stadiums. So some guy argued with me, if we have to choose between kids being able to go down pregame and get balls and cards and t-shirts signed by people or having the net up i'm gonna choose the net because this is whatever now here's a here's something i did learn andy when i was a kid if you got there for batting practice you could just walk down like everything yeah i remember that like everything they have now made it where like you need a lot of stadiums not all of them but a lot of them you need club access you need whatever but here's my argument to that. If you're a kid and you're there for batting practice, are you throwing your baseball up over this net and they're throwing it back to you? Because now there's an actual divide that you can't get your baseball through. So it's sort of ruined that anyway. I'll say this, though. Make the lower bowl 
open the way it was forever to kids and their parents during batting practice. Get their ball signed. Get their whatever signed. So if you want an up-close look at the players as a kid, go then. Get it. And then go to your fucking seat, which, by the way, is out of the danger area. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Make the first 10 rows, first 15 rows, down each foul line like an, like a must-pay-attention zone for adults who can handle themselves, kids over the age of 12, and like no babies, well, no elderly, no people on cell phones. And honestly... If you're on your cell phone, you're going to get talked to. Hey, you're in a danger area. There's no cell phone use here. Or there's cell phone uses only between innings. Well, I put it this way. You want to fucking Snapchat? Go to the bleachers. You're not going to the goddamn zoo. You're not going to a jail. This this net, that is the equivalent. It really is. When I go to a sports event, you want the closest proximity to the field of play, to the athlete, to the action. That's what makes it so amazing. That's why I love going to events, right? You're you're putting up you're putting up bars. You're you're literally the the thought of having to go to a White Sox game. If I live in Chicago, if I'm if I'm a if I live in the South Side and I got to go to a Chicago White Sox game, the thought of a net separating me from the players that's that's disgusting. I I'm not even like it's absurd. I just don't like looking through it. If it was, you know, if it was like reasonably clear in some sense, if it was, I'd, I'd actually almost prefer hockey style glass than I would prefer nets. Because at least you can see through the glass. I just think it ruins the viewing experience. I'm now. Well, that's my point. I'm now going to be a, go to, go a to loge a- guy. Like I, I enjoy the loge behind the plate for the view, but I like being able to see the players and I like being able to see the intricacies. Like I, I like watching guys just like on base, watching the guy take a lead, whatever, like picking out one thing and watching it. I've told the story before rest in peace. The, uh, usher from Calabrese's section up in San Francisco. That was so fucking cool. He ended up coming to Lachlan and I show in San, in San Jose, but we became friends because, and we're fucking Facebook friends till he died. Uh, because I had my arms resting on the dugout, and he goes, are you a dentist? And I was like, no. And he goes, you're going to get your fucking teeth knocked out. And I was like, Irv? I, Ira? I think his name was. Ira, I appreciate you, but I can, I can assure you that I have the reflexes of a cat. And if a baseball <laughs> comes here, I'm, I'm not going to take it in the teeth. I'm going to catch it with my hands. And he goes, well, don't say I didn't warn you. And I said, Ira? I promise you, I will not say that you didn't warn me. Also, you didn't need to warn me. I know that a foul ball will come over here. But why can't Major League Baseball, on the back of the tickets... It already it already says it. Okay, I was just going to ask that. It. it already says it. So aren't they legally covered? It says it everywhere you walk into the ballpark. That, bat, that, beware that, batted balls. That's what I'm saying. Thrown balls. So doesn't that, from, from a legal aspect, because that's what I'm trying to think right now, doesn't that protect the teams from a lawsuit? Yeah, teams aren't worried about a lawsuit. It's all PR these days. Uh, oh, Carol got hit in the face and blah, blah, blah. So they're worried about that. Let me just get this straight about Major League Baseball. They're worried about the person getting hit in the face 
because they're doing their goddamn Instagram story, but they're not worried about the $36, 24-ounce beer. Well, okay. no, $36, 24-ounce beer helps them. And by the way, just so you know, Andy, the reason that this is a PR move for them also— For who? People—no, because, because the majority of fucking people are pussies now and want this. Look under any tweet about Almora hitting that girl. Why don't they just put nets around the whole thing? Like, it's so fucking stupid— that teams are just like, we're better off doing it because the majority of people want it. Meanwhile, the only people who actually go specifically to watch the game don't want it. The Guys like who, me and you. The people who want it are the people there for social media, the people there to eat fucking hot dogs, the people there to fucking whatever, say they were there. The idea that you're going to separate. Dude, I don't need less reasons to go to a White Sox game. That's what I'm saying. The, the White Sox fucking stink. Yeah. I don't need less reasons to go. We sat down the down the foul line yeah. at the White Sox game. If there had been a net up when they were getting their ass blown out, I'd have been furious. Yeah. I mean, wh- when's it going to end, though? I love, by the way, the South Side of Chicago is literally called Chirac, but they're going to put up net. Hey, put up a net around every neighborhood. <laughs> they're more worried about 10-year-olds and their fucking... Dog face filters down the, than they are their the population of their city killing themselves with machine gun fire. <laughs> How about this, Chicago White Sox? You want to help? Give all the kids that come to your stadium a helmet and a bulletproof vest. They're not going to get hit with foul balls. They're also not going to get hit with stray bullets leaving your fucking stadium. Oh, this pains me so much. I had no clue. Now I want to see. Now I want to look at those tweets because that blows my mind. Like you're saying, the thing I love about baseball games is exactly what you're saying. Because baseball is a great sport to get lost in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what's what's the first baseman saying to the guy who just walked? Yeah. What's the what's the third base coach saying to the guy? Like it's like you can get lost in the game. That's why I love uh, the first 15 rows. No kids, no elderly, unless they, you know, can can show that, you know, unless they're still actively driving, okay? And you're not allowed to use your phone except between innings. They can stop people from using, coming down the aisles between innings. That's not something they used to do in ballparks. Something they used to do in fucking hockey games. They, they never stop you from coming down mid-pitch. They do it now. Okay, if you're going to stop people, then stop them from using their cell phones during action, too. No, fuck that. Survival of the fittest. You take a ball to the face, your problem. You take a bat to the head, your problem. I'm I'm all for it, man. God, just take some responsibility. I mean, I don't I don't want to sound like the old man here, but it, it's everything. Just take some responsibility in life. Shout out to Dame. Is that Damien Dash? Shout out to Damien. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to Bo Blaha. All kinds of pre-flight chug requests. Pre-flight beer request. Guys, it's lit. (laughs) And this isn't good for reaction time, but that's why I've really learned to love eating an edible and going to a ballpark because your mind, I get so lost in what's going on. I'm not on my phone at all. Great. You're going to go to a ballpark. You're already dented. A ball's going to hit you. It's going to come out that you're on edibles. This is bad for everybody. They're going to have fences up and no edibles. They're going to be fucking breathalyzing people. But uh, my point is, blood test my point is, I'm paying attention to everything. Yeah. 
Don't think just because I'm on edibles, I can't react. I've literally been to games with you. You're like, you got this if they hit it over here, right? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but here's the thing. When I'm on edibles at sports events, you also know I don't leave my seat. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm zoned in on the game, on the atmosphere. I got to tell you, the Nets thing for me, I'm so opposed. It's not going to be the steroid era for me. But if this becomes commonplace where every stadium goes foul pole to foul ball. I'm not going to games. I agree. I might stop watching baseball. I agree. Like, I might not support fully. Rip dirty slides. Like, I, 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 I'm I, highly offended by it. I, I, That's why I'm so worked up. But, Joe, it's headed that way. I literally want to punch someone in the face. I'm not trying, and I don't normally adv- advocate violence. I know I want to punch someone in the face who's like, "Yeah, we need this, dude." I love Dodger Stadium. You love Dodger Stadium. It's a lovely ballpark. It's a gorgeous view. There's a great atmosphere that's always happening in Dodger Stadium when the fans arrive in the third inning through the seventh inning. The thought of them putting up nets in that stadium after I've driven ninety minutes to go fifteen miles—it's gonna be—it's gonna become all about that loge. Loge gang, but that sucks because, like you're saying, part of it. That's why spring training so so much fun for us. Yeah, because we're near the ball players. Yeah, unbelievable. Did you see the? I'm sure you saw the Manny Machado. I did uh, not see this. I I saw it on the rundown when I looked up at that before. You didn't see his temper tantrum? No. You didn't even watch it? I have no idea what you're talking about. I've had a busy couple days. He lost his mind. When last night? I should pull it up so you can see it. Yeah, he lost his mind on an up. Like a balls and strikes? Yeah. I'm going to have to put on my sunglasses for this. So I'll I'll pull up the video. Uh, I mean, do, do we have the fucking video of this? I mean, you can give me the gist. So he basically loses his mind and... Uh, the union is now tweeting about it. The union, major like MLB umps or whatever. Yeah, which is interesting because, well, fuck it, you don't need to watch the video. He okay. just loses his fucking mind about balls and strikes. Yeah, okay. He's thrown out of the game. Then he throws his bat at the backstop. Okay. So what happens is the umps tweet about it. Yeah. And then I saw this because, you know, obviously I'm a Reds guy. I saw Alex Wood quote tweeted with the umps because I thought he had a good point. The umps tweet, first of all. Do the umps tweet. Do the umps not know how Twitter works? This is an Instagram. Right. Look at all the hashtags. Manny Machado received a one-game suspension for contact with an umpire over balls and strikes and, in caps, violently throwing his bat against the backstop with absolutely no regard to anyone's safety. Violence in the workplace is not tolerated. (laughs) Violence in the workplace. And offenders are dealt with severely and even made examples of for the good of its employees as well as the company itself. Have we thought about giving the umps bats to protect themselves? Yeah. Arm the teachers. (laughs) I mean, is this truly what Major League Baseball wants to teach our youth? And then that's what... I mean, enough with teach our youth. Does does Major League Baseball want to teach our youth, like, dip? You know? Like, fucking 
Tony Gwynn got buried without a jaw. Like, do I mean? Uh, can we can we call it just taking bases? Does it have to be stealing bases? Is this what we want to teach our youth to steal? I just I'm just not sure. I mean, assault and battery. Do they have to be runs batted in? Could they be runs like knocked in? Could they be RKIs? Also, putting up KKKKK when a pitcher strikes people out. I mean, I'm just saying I get it when you strike out two players and I get it when you strike out four players. But when you strike out three guys in a row, it's a little, I mean, what are we doing next? The OK symbol out there? Is this some sort of white supremacy thing? Why does it have to be Ks? Ks not even in strikeout. It should be Ss, honestly. Like, who gives a fuck? Stop. But I thought Alex Wood had a good point on his tweet being what like... What did Alex Wood say? Well, he's basically saying you can't... He said, I don't understand how this is permitted by Major League Baseball. For umps to, like, comment? This is what he said. There's a reason players don't take to social media on a daily basis to bash umpires. Because it's not allowed. And if they do do it, they get fined. Right. I mean, it's the same. This is this is the same thing that goes all across sports. Like a coach can't say a goddamn thing to a ref, or else they get a technical. But the ref will be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like you can't give a ref a technical. You can't whatever. It's like, I mean, baseball has been ruined by the umpire for years now. Years. Just it's, move it, on. It's ump show. Just move on to uh, robot umps. Yeah. Do it, robot umps. Use the chick from Ex Machina. Yeah. Yeah, hot robot umps. Hot robot umps. Absolutely. That's what I want. Just fleshlights down the baselines. <laughs> just like... <laughs> just gyrating in certain directions. This, is what, I'll, right. this is what I'll concede for Major League Baseball. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a, uh, I'm gonna need a Photoshop right yeah. now of a giant fleshlight behind home plate, if you don't mind. I'll give you nets if you can give us giant torsos, like the kind that... Kellen Winslow Jr. is to have sex with yeah. calling balls and strikes. Look, put honestly, put him there as. Be- <laughs> can you imagine? Hold on. Can you imagine if the seventh inning stretch was changed to the seventh inning Jack? Yeah. Where like everybody just fucking bangs a, a torso during the seventh inning. And we've gone full Ruther. <laughs> you know they automated the L train in New York a while ago, and it was like this whole big thing. It took forever. They shut down the L train on weekends. It was a disaster. I lived in Williamsburg. I, you were basically stranded in Williamsburg for the weekends because yeah. they were automating the train. Then they automated the train, and the fucking MTA union, like the conductor's union, was like, this is bullshit. You can't fucking remove us. So now guys ride the train and get paid for it as if they were conductors, even though it's automated. I'm saying do this with umpires. Put them there for the just-in-case but otherwise, just have fucking robots. What happened first? Safer out. Balls or strikes? So let me get this straight. The subway that's in charge of taking thousands of people yeah. daily. Millions. Yeah. I mean, not daily, but yeah. Millions of people a year. Millions of people a year. Thousands of people daily across the largest city in the United States. We, we trust that. So, so I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to break this down from from a mental aspect so everybody can understand this. Dude, Teslas are driving themselves at this point. I, I know, but that's my point. But but we already have something in play here. My point is for anybody who's against automated refs. I'm sorry, umpires. If By the we, way, for the record, I'm against automated umps because I do think that there's value. But now they're fucking up. Fuck you. Yeah, but that's my point. If we trust them 
with the security of thousands of people daily, we can also trust them calling balls and strikes. Who likes umps? No one. No. I think have them there, have them lining the foul lines just for just in case. Also protecting children that might be Snapchatting, getting hit in the face. Yeah. Remove the umps. Turn them, the, turn them into a human wall. Yeah. That's right. See, <laughs> suddenly a wall is a great idea, huh? We could also use them on the border. You got to incorporate Angel Hernandez yeah. in that, in that yeah. Trump. Do you remember when Angel Hernandez stole that no hitter? Stole it. Came over and raped that guy from a no hitter. <laughs> raped it. Murdered his no hitter. Uh, Sent him on the other side of the ump wall. God. Who's running these fucking companies? These leagues. Idiots. Yeah. The Mets suck, so it's an easy time for me to walk away from baseball. I feel ya. The Red the Reds aren't good, but we did and sweep. For that reason, I'm out. We did sweep the Astros. Yeah. Good for you guys. We're now thirty four and thirty eight. <laughs> Woo. Better than the Mets. What what's the Mets record? Right over there. I think they were thirty five and thirty eight coming into the night. Yeah, it didn't help. The Reds started one and eight, so that kind of uh Put them behind, Joe. But it's a long season, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, as a Reds fan, like what? What's the goal? Yeah, what is your goal? That is a great question. My goal heading into this season was 500, which would have been. You think the manager's doing a good job? You like, you got Derek Dietrich. He's basically selling the fucking tickets right now. I mean. He doesn't even start. I've watched a lot of games. I've watched a lot of he games. He starts, but not all that often. Shout out to Miliano. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll go on my top TV. Yeah. It's good background noise. I've watched a lot of games. Obviously, no one saw the pitching. You know, they've given up the fewest amount of runs in the National League, which is crazy because if they had the hitting from last year, they'd be winning a lot more games. 500, I'm happy with. It's a tough division. Dude, come on. Yeah. Every year, it's going to be tough division for a while. But yeah, it was crazy. I was reading about that Astros. Here's a crazy stat that I saw. The Astros have played the Reds more than any other team in their history. Well, they used to be in the same division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just thought that was weird. Like, it was the Reds. Yeah. Like, you forget. Like, like I, it's so funny. I forgot. Then, then you know, you fall down that rabbit hole. I'm like, when did the Astros go to the American League? It was, it was just five years ago. Yeah. Even though it feels like it's been so long ago. It was just five years ago now? No. They moved in 2013, six years ago. I'm sorry. To the AL. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so it was a minute ago. Yeah. Why did that move happen? I was trying to remember that. Uh, there was because what team? There was, a, was there was a team added or no? They realigned because uh, the West only had they were the only team, team yeah with four. four and everybody else had five and the NL Central had like fucking six or the NL they would have had Chicago, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. Were they in the Central or the West? They, they, have, they were in the Central. Yeah, right, because they played the Reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had six. Yeah. That makes sense. Had to move them out. Move them to the West. And then they and they joined the sexiest division in baseball, as we call it on Dirty Slides. Although not really the sexiest this year. But last year it was the sexiest. Why was it the sexiest? Well, because you had the Mariners were good for a hot minute. The Astros were good. Yeah. The Angels have Trout, Otani. The A's made the playoffs. It's just sexiness. Sexy uniforms. 
I like everybody's uniform in that division. Like everybody's field except for Oakland. Is there I know a, a lot of people hate Ella, the Angels field, but is there a team's uniforms a lot, a lot that you of great players? Like whose uniforms don't you like of baseball? The Rays should kill themselves. <laughs> the uh, the Padres should sting themselves. The the Padres should, should with the fucking yeah. Yeah, the Rays should sting themselves in the heart, Steve Irwin style. Oh, too soon, Joe. Too soon. Uh, the Padres being navy and white. I mean, the the fact that they ever went to navy and white, like they might be cursed for eternity. What's from this. worse for the Padres, the navy and white or the camo? At least the camo's a nod to all the military people down there. Brown and yellow, brown and orange. Bring back the brown. Old fucking, you know, Spanish mission. Padres don't wear fucking, you know, navy fucking whatever they called. Yeah, robes, monk robes. They're the Padres go back to the brown. Their uniforms fucking suck. Uh, who else's uniforms are terrible? Uh, I'm trying to think. Like a lot of people don't like the Angels shit. I like the Angels shit. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be cool if they went back to like fucking Winfield, like not Winfield. Uh, those 70s, 80s Nolan Ryan. With the navy, that was a dope look. Uh, who else's uniforms? The Brewers' uniforms aren't great, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Brewers aren't the, the best. The new Marlins uniforms blow. Oh, the Marlins suck. The Phillies' uniform is like fine, but like they used to be maroon. I don't know why they ever went away from maroon. Yeah, now it's like darker red than this, but like still weird red. Like go back to fucking being maroon. maroon. Yeah, they had the light blue. Um. Who else's uniforms suck? I don't know. That's what I'm trying Everybody to say. Everybody else's, like, if you go through the league, a lot of great, great baseball uniforms that, like, like the Mariners uniforms are dope. The A's uniforms are dope. Um, I'm, I'm gonna just going to go to the, we're going to go to the standings. I'll tell you. Here we go. This is like Joe a, Prano ranks baseball uniforms. I mean, I'm not going to rank them all, but I'll just tell you dope or not dope. Yankees, classic. Sure. Got it. You know, can't hate on them, even though I do hate them. Tampa Bay, Gross. Boston, classic. Toronto, I'm glad that they're back to this style instead of that garbage they had in between where they were going like black and just calling them the Jays. At least they're like, yeah, they've gone back to their right era. Sure. Their uniforms aren't fantastic, but they've gone back to the right. Baltimore, going back, awesome. Minnesota, love Minnesota's uniforms. I liked it when they were rocking the cream regularly, uh, like that old school style. Cleveland, I'm, in, I'm into it. Like they're, they're not amazing, but... You know, they've had to get away from the Indian. They could maybe use a redesign, although I don't hate the big C. I think the big C on the Navy is fine. White Sox uniforms are dope. Tigers uniforms are dope. Kansas City, meh. Houston, dope. Texas Rangers, meh. Oakland, dope. Angels, better than meh. Maybe not dope, but I like them. Seattle, dope. Braves, I'm okay with. Philly, go back to the maroon. Nationals, all your fans are robots. Your uniform is like fine. Mets, I'm into it. They could I'm into the Mets. They should I think the Mets should go back to eighties style, like heavy piping on the arms, other than that, and stick with the but you know the Mets have added the blue alternates. I love the blue. Marlins, kill yourselves. Cubs, dope. Brewers, meh. Cardinals, classic. Reds, classic. I also think the Reds should never, ever, ever do anything but the fucking vests. You know, like oh, the yeah. white with the sleeves out. Yeah, yeah is that yeah. their regular? Is that their regular home uniform? Yeah, yeah. Don't ever wear sleeves if you're the Reds. 
on the road. And on the road, the Reds should go with the fucking V-necks. Pullovers. The 80s. Yes. 70s. The, the Reds should only have pullovers on the road and vests. Facts. Pittsburgh, classic, fine. Dodgers, classic. Rockies, I'm not a huge fan of the Rockies, but I understand that, like, Purple Mountains Majesty and all yeah. this, whatever. I get the thing. The Arizona Diamondbacks have never found one that works. These ones are better than they were in the middle, but San Diego, honestly, until you bring back the Brown, I don't know what to say. Giants are dope. Yeah. And that's it. That's all our uniforms. Sod poodles are dope. Sod poodles are the dopest. I believe they clinched a playoff spot already. Good. Hodgetown. Is that what it's called? Hodgetown? Is that their stadium? We're going to visit Hodgetown. Yeah, and I should I, I should really get on it. We we got to start planning out our, our travel itinerary. Less than two months, we're headed to Amarillo, Texas for a dirtball meetup. So if you're just hearing about this now and you've somehow yeah. missed the boat, if you're a new dirtball, yeah, slide into our DMs. There is an Amarillo group. Yeah, are we trying to take down the steak situation? Because more and more I think about it, I'm like, I don't think I could do it. And again, I think the size will kill me. Yeah, we're attempting it. I think we should both go for it. Yeah, we are. Fuck it, seventy bucks. Yeah, of course. Let's that, do it. That's already on the itinerary. I'm, I'm, I can, I'm telling you, I will finish that steak. So what is it? It's, it's steak, salad, shrimp cocktail. What's the a roll? What's the size of the steak? It's like fucking fifty ounces or some nonsense. It's some nonsensical size. I will take down the steak alone, though. Okay, now let me ask you: What would be more difficult, that or the triple XL fat burger? You know how if you go to any yeah. fat burger, the triple XL is what? How many pounds? Two and a half or something like that. Two pound burger. They take a picture of you and put you on the wall. If you finish just the burger, yeah. If you finish just the burger, but they don't pay for it. This place pays for it if you do it. I'm not going to eat for two days. I'm going to drink. I'm going to get high. The yeah. triple XL fat burger is. 240 ounces of ground beef. What? Yeah. 240 ounces? There's oh. three King burger patties. 240 ounces? That's what this article is saying, Joe. I don't know if this is accurate. The King burgers are 80 ounces? This can't be. According to Andrew Wiederhorn. Why do you want some personal blog? This is the CEO of Fat Burger. Oh, wow. He's got his own WordPress. He's got his own blog. Andrew Wiederman dot fatburger dot blogspot dot com. Andrew Wiederhorn dot com. 240 ounces? Yeah. That's what it's saying. Does that sound accurate? No, it doesn't. That doesn't sound accurate at all. Okay, I'm I'm on a different site. The triple XL is one and a half pounds, comprising yes of three beef patties. This is the comparison. One patty clocks into 850 calories, so multiply okay. that by three, and then it's three. Okay, so it's 2,400 calories. Yeah, 2,550. It's a lot of meat. Yeah, I want to try. I want to try that too. Now, now, to put it in context, you and I recently had a large. Those are three quarter pound burgers. We had a large fat burger recently. Yeah. 
which is big. I like Fatburger. I, I've been an advocate saying I think Fatburger is on par with In-N-Out. I think it's on its level. I prefer In-N-Out. But... And that's fine. That doesn't bother me. And I'm, not, I'm not even saying I prefer Fatburger, but I think Fatburger is on par. I think the thought of anyone... I'm just going to say this actually now that we're having these random conversations. Anyone who waits in line... I'm a grown-ass fucking man. I'm 37 going on 38. I'm not waiting in line for a bar, for a nightclub, for a fucking burger, for a fucking ice cream cone. Yeah, but where are you waiting online? You're not waiting online in and out. Dude, look at any in and out in Los Angeles. I mean, you're talking about a line in the, like the drive-thru? Like long lines. Okay, but first of all, you get in the drive-thru, you're literally like 12 cars back. Depends on the night. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, I'm certainly not driving in and like when you go to that one that's on Washington, like if it's out to like where you're turning in, I'm not stopping. Forget it. I'm like, no, fuck it. But like it, that's not all that often. I'm just saying all these people. I'll wait in a 12-car line. That shit moves pretty fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait in a 15-person line in and out. I'm just saying. It's a fast food restaurant. We live in a trendy city. We live in Los Angeles. The amount of people I see waiting in line. I mean, Shake Shack in New York, that was the thing. I go to I go to City Field. I'll go to City Field. Shout out SeatGeek uh, the Sunday that I'm there. There's always a line for Pat Lafrida's. There's always a line for Shake Shack. I don't wait in that line like because I'll fucking eat a hot dog. But Prano, I'm saying the trendy shit, like egg slut across the street from me. The lines. Salt and straw on well, Abbott Kinney. It's the same as anything, dude. You don't go, like, the townhouse has a line on Saturday night, but I go to the townhouse all the time without, well, first of all, I skip the line. Shout out to Igor. But uh, also. But that's my point. I'm I, not I go, going where I have to wait in a line. I'll drive, I'll, I'll drive Abbott Kinney all the time. And if it's hot and I'm hungry for ice cream and salt and straw is happening, I'll pop in. Forget not that. waiting on line. Forget that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not waiting in line. This is what I wait in lines for at this point in my life. Sport. Check out a Costco. Costco, good call. Sports events, concerts, any sort of live entertainment. The thought of waiting in a line 20 minutes for a scoop of ice cream, literally. Now, to wait in line Smash to see face. Joe Prano headline Bridgeport Stress Factory on Thursday, June 27th, that I would do because it's going to be fire. By the way, we need to update this guy's blog. I just look at the comment section. According to Benagi, 240 ounces is... <laughs> 15 pounds of meat. I mean, maybe that's what it is, but it's like, there's just no pounds of That's meat. what I'm saying. It's not 15 pounds of meat. How many pounds is this? That's why we need Aaron here. Aaron, I know you have an internship, but. Yeah, he works here. This is an internship. You know, a, a different one. I mean, can it just list the goddamn number of pounds this is? It's 24 ounces. No. What? So Yeah, it's 24 ounces. So meanwhile, the big Texan steak ranch is 72 ounces of steak. Dear God. So if... What did you say? 240 ounces? Is that what you said before? Yeah, but it's wrong. If 240 ounces is 15 pounds, this is like close to five. Five pounds of meat. Call it four, four plus. But shrimp cocktail, baked potato. Baked potato, by the way. Carbs. Is, is what's going to fuck you up. Carbs. Salad with a roll that has to have butter on it and the 72-ounce steak. I'm telling you, 
I'll take down the surf turf portion of this. I will take down 72 ounces of steak and a shrimp cocktail. The baked potato and the roll of butter. Like, that, that's the shit that's just going to fuck you up. Where's that's, this place called? This is uh, the Big Texan Steak Ranch and Brewery. That's the most Texan shit Entire ever. Entire meal must be completed in one hour. Whoa. If any of the meal is not consumed, swallowed. That's you, what she said. Yeah. Ladies, you didn't complete it unless that shit is swallowed. <laughs> Consume it or don't. Before the time starts, you will be allowed to cut into the steak and take one bite. If the steak tastes good and it's cooked to your satisfaction, we will start the time upon your acceptable approval. I'm going to take like a fucking gigantic bite and then be like, yo, this shit's too rare. Um, no, here's what I'm doing. I already have a strategy. You have your strategy. I get in great shape before Amarillo. Like, like my metabolism is top notch. I'm getting great shape. I don't think your shape affects your metabolism, does it? When I'm working out a lot, all I want to do is eat. Yeah. Right? So I get in, I get in like great shape. And then I get really stoned too before I show up. So if there's any drug dealers in Amarillo, let me know. Actually, what am I talking about? I'll just bring my own weed. Because you can do that. America. So I get really stoned. I think you I think you're actually better off like training. Like you'd be better off like eating like fifty ounce steaks like leading up to it and like getting your body used to it. It's just like marathon training. No, 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 man. I'm going in raw dog. How'd that work for the marathon? <laughs> Too soon, Joe. Too soon. He's like they're like, You have one hour. You're like, How's five and a half sound? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Dewey's like <laughs> My brother did it in four. I'll try that. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Tommy's like, you're taking a real casual approach to the steak challenge. Oh, that joke. Tommy Dewey was mentioned. <laughs> you want to get us some dirtball calls? Let's do it. I think that's about it, right? Yeah, let's get to some dirtball calls. you got a flight to catch, and uh, we'll wrap up the episode. I'm trying to decide if I should have one more beer. Grab a beer. Before I'll... we go. I mean, I still have the better part of this one left, but... Grab a beer. You, you, you cue the calls. I'll play, play the calls. I'll have one waiting on standby just in case at Joe Prano on Venmo. Unbelievable. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Yeah. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. Okay, so our first call is... I wonder if when my parents spent money to send me to private high school and private university, if they're like... Hey, I'll probably just grow up and get paid to drink beers on YouTube live streams. Pushes Venmo real hard. It's wild. It's a sad. It's a, this is. It's a I sad mean, state of I affairs. Mean, I mean, when I binge watched Game of Thrones, Dirtballs gave like five hundred dollars in Thust Fund donations. Yeah. That's the same thing. My mom's like, "Wait a second, people are sending you money." To sit in your apartment, not sleep, and watch an HBO show and send you Dunkin' Donuts. It's the American dream. I'm like, yeah, Mom. Maybe if Dad wasn't fucking working so hard, whatever he's doing, maybe he could have learned a few things. You said if Dad wasn't fucking, I was like, oh, who is Dad fucking? Maybe if Dad wasn't fucking the neighbor. Hey, I'm not fucking the neighbor. I I spread out. (laughs) I I spread my seed to everybody because, you know, uh, socialism is great, but... Joe Prano as, as Bernie Ruther, Sanders. As Bernie Sanders. All right, we have a few calls about the Lonzo ball bet and also what we need to do with the Richie Incognito. So I'm going to play those to start. What's up, Joe and Andy? 
Ethan here from State College, number one half third baller. Anyway, um, I'm calling about the Lonzo Ball bet that you guys talked about last episode and also my idea for the punishment. So, first of all, I think that the 22 combined between the points, assists, and steals would be fair as the bet. And, uh, Andy, if you're still scared to make that bet, then I think 23 would be fair still. Because um, if you look at his last two years, last year he would have had 17 combined in those three categories, and then the year before it would have been 19. So, And he still hasn't been anywhere close to 10 assists per game. So I don't see how that would be an unfair bet. So just make the bet, Ruther. And uh, anyway, I think that the loser of the bet should have to get the Leangelo ball eyebrow design and should have to wear it for a month and go to the barber every single week to line it up and, like, you know, keep it looking fresh and everything. So uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just have, like, Twerk the Wolves, Google it, and show you a picture of it. Um, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Um, condoms are for people who get designs in their eyebrows <laughs> and also for Joe Bartnick. What All right, you, stay dirty, boys. You're always coming at Bartnick. I like Bartnick. This is his design. I just saw Bartnick on Monday. It's a nice guy. I like I like Joe Bartnick. Where'd you see him at? I saw him down at Poncho's. Somebody had me sign their card. Condoms are for Joe Bartnick, too. I did it. Maybe it was the same guy. What was that guy's name? Doesn't matter. Might have been him. Have we already forgot the dirtball we, we just mentioned? I mean, I'm not listening to names, honestly. <laughs> Here's Let me say this, Andy. Um, Look at that. Originally, you said 10. I said 14. I tried to get you to settle on 12. This is what I'm going to say. No, we're doing, we're Hold doing on. total, Joe. Hold on. Somebody tweeted at us, the Vegas has him at 11. Over under points per game next year, 11. I'm giving you an extra point. I'm going 12. But it wasn't just points. We were also discussing assists and, and everything else. I know, but I'm trying to fucking simplify this. 12 points. Can we go 12 points a game? For Lonzo Ball next year, 12 is a push, 12.1 I win, 11.9 you win. 12 points a game. I'm giving you a bump on the Vegas odds. We also, is Vegas ever wrong? You think they're going to be off by a full point? We also need a minimum of games played. You know, he can't play 40 games half the year. Because then what? He has a better chance of doing it? No, I want a full year. Well, what's the minimum of games? 50? 60. 60. If he doesn't play 60 games, little bets off. I mean, come on, Joe. I mean, he still that, that means he would still miss 22 regular season games. All right. 60 games, 12 points is a push. Over 12, I win. Under 12, you win. Are we doing this Leangelo ball bet? This is way easier for you, by the way. My eyebrows are ridiculous. You're already carving shit in your head. I think we go with an incognito jersey bet. No, I like the idea of the loser has to buy the winner a $300 pair of Big Baller brand. How much are Big Baller brand shoes going for? But I mean, by the way, Big Baller brand is out of business, apparently. It doesn't exist? Yeah. What about a pair of FUBUs? I mean, they still exist. I mean, I'm sure the shoes are still out there. $23,000? What? <laughs> I'm not even lying. The first thing that came up. This pair is 339. All right. Loser has to buy winner big baller brand shoes. That's a fucking steep bet. Jesus. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I'd much rather wear incognito than drop 
three. Yeah, so let's go incognito. You have to do a you have to do a comedy set in an incognito jersey and a Make America Great Again hat. No, why, not the Make American Great Again hat. Why we got to bring that back? Plus incognito. What what are we doing with the incognito jersey? Then you got to wear the incognito jersey for the entirety of a week, every minute for a week. Oh my god, a week? Yeah. Well, hold on. We have a second call about S- save for showers. We have in a se- shower, obviously. We have a second call about you have to sleep in it. We <laughs> have sex in it. You have to have sex in it. You have to wear it for every minute of a week, but you can, you can shower. I'm not I'm not trying to do this no shower shit. That's disgusting. Okay, let me play the second call real okay. quick. Because it has something to do with incognito too. Okay. So maybe maybe this will help clarify. Hello, this is Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford calling from Flagstaff. Yeah, Crazy Eyes. Um, I just have an idea for your Richie incognito jersey bet. Um, I think you guys just have to go full cuck if we're the loser. Um, either to a baseball game, you know, just go full cuck with Richie. Um, condoms are for Barstool fans. Shots fired. Well, I guess that kind of falls along the lines of uh, wearing it everywhere. Now, would you rather uh, wear a Richie Incognito jersey to a Rams-Eagles games or not wash your apples? Shots fired. That's. We'll find out what Scott Van Pelt and Rachel, Rachel Nichols say on the next sports podcast. Anyway. That's going to be produced with 400 segments because we couldn't just riff on our own. Uh, so included in the week-long Richie Incognito bet is you have to wear to a sporting event, which can't be a Raiders game, obviously, because it's a, we have, you, you what, have to go man. full cock. I'll tell you what. I would not. I'm just thinking about that scene in LA Coliseum. Yeah. I would not want to be caught. In a Richie Incognito jersey? With all the yo fools. Yo fool. You're not incognito now, are you, bro? <laughs> oh, man, he's racist, bro. You know what we do with racist? I just feel like, he's my uncle. You know what we do with racist? We chop off their heads. Yeah. <laughs> we decapitate them. Okay, I like this. Yeah, we'll do this instead of Big Baller Brand. You got to okay. wear the incognito jersey for a fucking week. Oh, my God. And go to a sporting event. Oh. In it. Over under 12, Lonzo Ball game. Lonzo Ball points per game. Minimum 60 games are the bets. God, I don't like this 12. I'd much rather prefer like a 22 or something. Make it simple. I don't fucking, we're going to do math. Where's the Vegas over under on it? 11. How do you know that? Because somebody tweeted us a link to it today. They did they? Yeah. Are you just making that up? I'm not making it up. Somebody sent us 11. I need verification. Oh, goodness gracious. What? I just need verification. I got to go to my fucking mentions. You do that, and I'm going to uh, play the last call. Joe Prano, Andy Ruth. It's uh, crazy here. I just want you to know. Um, a little bit drunk. Yeah, I'm actually very drunk. Uh, it's my 21st uh, today. I just want you to know, you know, people are trying to get a guess. I don't really like gifts. You know, I'm 21. I don't need shit. But I just want you to know, I guess, you know, I get golf clubs, but who gives a shit? Um, what was, like, the best birthday gift you've ever received that you remember? Maybe as an adult, maybe as a kid, whatever you want it to be. Um, thanks, guys. Um, I am, Jesus, I am hammered. All right. What? He's hammered, I think he said. All right. Peace.
It's always good. Thomas is there for nothing because Ruther doesn't do the Thomas or Foy. <laughs> nothing against Ruther. It's just, you know, we're going to cancel that. Canceled. Well, first of all, I, th- I by the way, happy it, birthday. One. By the way, a bot sent us this because it was via Richard Corey at 1111101111101, a website whose name we will not mention. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Has put has the over under at eleven points per game for Lonzo for next would, year. Would that be the website who owes us eighty three hundred dollars? That would be the one. Yeah. It's mybookie.ag, by the way. If you want to tweet at mybookie and tell them they owe us eighty three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And tell them that we're willing to wager that on <laughs> Lonzo Ball's points per game if they pay it for us. So what what's it at exactly? Eleven points per game. Okay, I'll. Take I'm giving it. you a full point. <sighs> I'll take it. You said ten. No, what I said was I didn't think he'd average 10 points anyway, and 10 assists. It's taken. 12. Incognito. Cuck. Incognito. Cuck. Incognito. <laughs> AKA the incognito bet. Uh, my birth, my best birthday gift is easy. I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. I was surprised as shit when I got it. But I went to... I actually flew back for the my first ever trip to California... After I won a large amount of money on uh, the Detroit Pistons winning the NBA championship, I flew back home. I went. I was living in the city at the time. I drove up to my parents, and actually I actually took the train up to my parents because I was. We were borrowing my sister's car. I believe we were going up to uh, Lake. We were going up to uh, Saratoga to see Dave Matthews Band, and uh, my sister goes, "Before you go, I want you to know we got you a birthday present." And it is this dog, and his name is Vince. And I, and she go, I go, why would you get me a dog? And she goes, you said you wanted a dog, and you said you wanted it to be named Vince. And I was like, I don't know where you got this information. Uh, but I got to go to this Dave Matthews concert, and when I get back, I'll get this dog. And I did, and the first night Vince ever spent with me was 4th of July on my rooftop in Brooklyn. And that was when he became devastatingly afraid of fireworks and all sounds of explosions, oh, thunder, poor, gunshots. Poor Vince. And uh, he was a little baby puppy, and as I've said on numerous times on this show, Vince changed my life, probably saved my life. Shout out to Vince. Give a Vince is still the background on my phone there, showing it to the YouTube folks. Uh, you know Vince, I know Vince. We all love Vince. Vince, the official first and only mascot of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Shout out to all the dirtballs who helped me keep Vince alive for an extra year. Vince, best birthday gift I ever got. Not even close. There is no second place. Yeah. It's like Jacob DeGrom winning the Cy Young last year. If you vote for anything else, you should kill yourself. And I was also fortunate to spend a July 4th with Vince and <laughs> yeah. see him go in the closet. Oh, my poor closet. Did I'm he like, go in the closet? Oh, yeah. yeah. The poor dog. I'm like, you can't burrow anymore, man. Like, I don't know what else you're going to go under. Dogs hate fireworks. Hate Lachlan fireworks. had a great joke. I think he called it like, I think it was uh, Happy Fourth of July, or as dogs call it, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I've never met a, I've never met a dog who's like, yeah, it's Fourth of July. I can hang. I can handle. The 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 Vince the the craziest. It's because their hearing is so good. Yeah, the craziest Vince moment I ever had. I was at a bar. In Brooklyn, I maybe I've told the story on the show, but we were out in the the bar, let dogs in, and we were out on the back patio of the bar. 
So you walk into the bar, then there's a whole long bar, and there's a back patio. I was out on the back patio with the bar, all these chicks loving Vince. Oh, he's so cute, whatever. Boom, thunder happens, and Vince races out of the bar. And I'm like, what the fuck? So he like, like the second it hit, he bolts, and I like start running through the bar to like get him. And he's out the front door. So I, I'm halfway into the bar when I see him go out the door and turn left. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I get to the outside of the bar and I turn left and I see him cross the street. I'm like, holy shit. I'm so glad he didn't get hit by a car. Then I see him turn right and he's just gone again. I'm like, fuck. So now I'm like full sprinting. And it was literally out of a movie. Every time I got to somewhere where I could look at him, he was turning a corner again. So then I get to the end of the block and I see him and he's making a left turn on the next block. I'm like, holy shit. So I'm running. I get to the next block and I turn and now I'm on my street and I get all the way to my apartment and he's like literally outside my front door shaking. I was like, Vince has the ability upon hearing thunder to full sprint a crazy three turn thing right back to the front door of the apartment he lives in. Like dogs get that shit. Yeah, man. And then I let him, I opened the door. He sprinted up five flights. He was sitting outside my fucking front door of my apartment when I got up there. I opened the door to the 131. He goes in. He goes in the closet. Yeah. And I was like, all right, chill, dog. All about that I'll be cl- back in a couple of hours. All about that closet, man. Yeah. That's a great birthday gift. You know what's crazy? I can't think of one. The best birthday gift you ever got? I'm serious. And I feel bad like I'm missing something. I can't think of one. Nothing from your friends, family, girlfriend. We're gonna have to get you a birthday gift this year, Randy. When's your birthday? November. But see, you're we. You and I both have the same issue. Our birthdays fall, like you know, mine. Mine's on Tuesday this year. Next year's on Thanksgiving. So my birthday is always around Thanksgiving. So it kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Um. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I mean, I've gotten tons of, uh, you know, shout out to my friends who have given me great birthday gifts over the years, but like Vince is a runaway winner. Um, so I'm sad. I don't have anything to do that. You'll turn what this year? 38? 38. 38 in November? You got the big one this year, Joe. Uh, tell me about it. Guys, this might be the last one. Let's be honest. <laughs> 40 on the 5th of July. Big four zero. Shout out to Andy Laz. We're doing a... 11-11 party on the 6th of July. Um, so that'll be a little thing. I don't like celebrating my birthday. I always ask people to uh, just come play beach volleyball. But I've gotten, I've certainly gotten a lot of donuts over the years. I've gotten a lot of, uh, I've gotten some good gifts. Never, you don't have a standout birthday? Somebody take you out to a nice dinner? I've, I even remember well, last high, year. Here's last remember. year, you just handed me a stack of cash from the Thus Fund for my birthday. You're like... Here's that, here's that, here's that fat green, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I did do that. You gave me a card and a, and a stack of cash. I'm good about that stuff. I uh, I did finger bang a girl in a closet in a high school party on my birthday. That was a memory. What is this, Teen Wolf? <laughs> I finger banged Boop in the closet. <laughs> boof, boof, whatever the fuck. Boof. This is true. Cutter's Cutter's gonna die when he hears this. Yeah, I was uh fooling around with the girl on the floor of a closet, and I think he opened the door. That's a memorable birthday, just finger banging some girl on a closet floor. When what I, big is this closet? Were you at the Kardashians? 
when I turned 18. Vince was in there like, why are you in here? <laughs> it was uh, it was when I turned 18, my senior year of high school. Is that pathetic? That is the most Andy Ruther, my most memorable birthday. Is my when high I f- school girlfriend let me cream pie in her. When I finger banged a girl, <sighs> Jennifer Junger. <laughs> My best birthday name. was that time I finger banged Boof in a shoe closet while Vince <laughs> shook next to me. Also, I turned into a werewolf. You bringing so many great <laughs> questions. Yeah, how big was this closet? Yeah, the walk-in. It had to have been. Why did I have her in the on the closet floor? Oh, what? You can't imagine a closet that big? Yeah, maybe because you live in California. Quality of closets. <laughs> Thanks for all the uh, thanks for all the Venmos. You guys got me lit. Love it. All right, guys, that's the show. The hotline is 310-359-8365. As we all know at this point, Joe is leaving tonight. So we'll figure out how we're going to do the show. There's a good chance we will not do YouTube the next two episodes, uh, which you know sometimes we need a break from. Maybe maybe I'll hit up. Uh, maybe 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 next. Yeah! <laughs> Maybe next episode I'll hit up uh, McCockiner. Yeah. We've been texting about him coming back on. So maybe like 30 minutes with him and then you can call for 30 minutes or something. Sure. Break it up a little. Yeah. Sounds great. I mean, he did get on. He, he did I get mean, on first take with Skip. Undisputed or whatever the hell Come it is. On, Skip. I mean, I thought of Skip Bayless talking about. Man boobs. James Harden saying Chris Paul has man boobs. That's hilarious. Fucking McCockiner. Guys, Joe is going to be in Bridgeport, Connecticut, June 27th. I am. Headlining. Headlining. If you're anywhere near that, come up and get some. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I will also be all over New York City the next uh, week. I've got shows this Friday at New York Comedy Club and at the Beauty Bar in the East Village. Uh, Sunday, I'm at Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, Shows being added every day to my calendar. If you're in the New York area, keep your eye on that. If you're in the New York area, let's be honest, go to Grand Central, hop on a train, go up to Bridgeport. The hour and 15 minutes you spend on the train is going to be worth it because you'll get to see me do an hour of comedy. Uh, That is the 27th. If you're one of those Connecticut dirtballs who, like, for some reason, you know, you're a fucking night court judge or something like that, and you absolutely can't get out on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I will be featuring for the legendary, the legend. Gilbert Gottfried and uh, legend. If you're not on the East Coast, go to JoePrano.com because we're going to Tahoe. We're going to the Bay. Andy's coming for some shows. Do you still have a calendar on your website? I got to update everything. Got to update that shit. Andy will be with me in San Francisco and in Oakland in July. Yo, fool. So go to my uh, website. And obviously, if you want to see my stand-up, and you can't make any of those, these things, if you're in the Midwest, quality of life. I have sent out a million specials. Uh, every one of them, except for three, have been mailed. Shout out to everybody who got their address right. Ellis Harden, rip in peace. Yours is on its way back because you fucked up your address. It's uh, funny. I got somebody, I got Koozie sent back today. Jack Real? Okay. Is it pronounced real? Sure. 
Keeping it real. Well, they said address not found. So either I wrote it wrong or you sent it wrong. I got to look that yeah. up. Everybody that uh, bought a Joe Prado Takes This Band si- stand- signed card, it has gone out except for three of you because I ran out of stamps. Those will go out. I'll bring them with me to New York and I will send them out. Uh, I love it. You know what my favorite thing about this stand card thing is the request people get. Literally back to back, I got one person asking me to say Prano predicts that this is literally back to back, one right after another. Prano predicts the Packers will win the Super Bowl this year. And the next one, somebody wrote, uh, Packers fans, kill yourselves. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. So shout out to everybody who has sent me cash on Venmo at Joe Prano. If you want a Joe Prano takes a stand card, if you live in quality of life land, uh, you can do that. Otherwise, come see a show. Yeah, and again, uh, koozies are arriving this week, so I still have that going. If you leave an iTunes review, an updated one or a new one, drop your Twitter, Instagram handle. I've been working a lot. I will get back to everybody. I got the next two days free. I'm sending out a. Sh- I have a spreadsheet. I keep it organized, guys. Of all these people, I'm going to send them out to. So uh, do that, and I will send you out because I got 500 new koozies arriving to this month's studio. Follow us at the Dirty Sports on Instagram and Twitter, and of course, Dirty Sports on YouTube. Follow me at Andy Ruther. Give him mine too. Follow Joe Prano at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Okay, Dirtballs, thanks for listening. Shout out to everybody in the YouTube comments section. Thanks for all the funny comments. Uh, Have a great week, guys. And most importantly, stay dirty.